Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. I want to begin reading verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take you thought for the raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God shall clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? But after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I was thinking about this today, and uh, some some of God's priorities. If you look at verse 33, it says, But seek ye first. So there are some things that comes first in life. Now, uh, for instance, I remember the first day of school that I ever went to. I remember our first child steps. And you, you could just go on and on. I remember the first time I ever prayed prayed publicly in a public place. Somebody asked me to lead in prayer and scared me to death after I got saved. I remember the first time I ever gave my personal testimony, the first time I ever led somebody to Christ, and I could go on and on. There's, there's a lot of firsts in our life. Now, I'll never forget the first sermon that I would preach that a bunch of little boys are taught class a bunch of little boys boy got saved I never will forget that but uh, the Bible has a lot to say about first things in our life and Jesus gives us some things that should come first by choice God's word says seek ye first these things because they are his priorities one of the biggest lessons we have to learn is how to discriminate that is many things clamor for our priority we need to know how to access their value uh, so as not to give the first place to secondary things. For example, the soul is more important than the body. Mark chapter 8, verse 36 says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Verse 37 says, Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So the soul comes before the body, uh, the next thing is the things of eternity are more important than the things, temporary things. Hebrews 9.27 says, And it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this is judgment. Life itself 
is far more important than possessions, according to Luke chapter 12, verses 15 through 21. Moral strength is far more important than physical strength. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So what I'm saying tonight, many of our troubles and problems come from the fact that we reverse the order. In most cases, we're measuring in minor things and, and minoring in major things. This is true nationally, religiously, and individually. Someone says, how can we know what God wants us to do first or put first? Well, the Bible tells us. For instance, the first and greatest commandment, Matthew 22, verse 37 and 38, Jesus says to him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Then in verse 38 he says, This is the first and great commandment. So God puts first things first, and he says the first thing should be in our life that we love the Lord with all our heart and soul. Why we love him is 1 John 4:19, because he first loved us. What we are to do before we became disciples is to consider uh, the cost first. If you don't want to give up all you have and all you need, uh, then you need not to apply for discipleship. Where giving must begin, and Second Corinthians 8, verse 5 says, And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. So God is saying here, when you come, when it comes to this thing of giving, the first thing you do is give yourself, and then your money is in your possessions. Uh, where piety and consistent living must begin. For instance, 1 Timothy 5 verse 4 says, But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents, for that is good and acceptable for God. So when it comes to uh, taking care of people, the Bible says you take care of your own first, and then you take care of those around you. Where soul winning begins, John 1 verse 41, he first finds his own brother Simon and says in him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted to Christ. And what he's saying here, uh, when it comes to soul winning, you begin at home. You begin with your own family first. When judgment must begin, uh, where judgment must begin in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall end of all them that obey not the gospel of God? And so uh, the Bible says that we are not to judge the world first, we are to judge ourselves first, and then we can tell somebody else how to live. In the book of Matthew, records the Lord's fivefold law of priorities. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24 teaches, First your brother, uh, then your gift. These verses teach us that no man can be right with God if he is wrong with his fellow man. In other words, uh, when it comes to uh, first things first, first your brother, then your gift. It ain't no use to come to the Lord and make a big offering to him if you haven't got things right with your brother. And so in Matthew 6, verse 33, it talks about the first the spiritual, then the temporal. If we got put God first, 
We don't have to worry about anything else. And go back to Matthew chapter 6 now. Look at verse 31. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. If we put God's claim first, and seek to do His will first, then He'll take care of our everyday needs. I know that's a fact. I've proven it. And verse 33 makes it clean. We're to seek first salvation and in justification, which is indicated by the words, the kingdom of God. Look at verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Now, notice his right, and it is possible to be in the kingdom of God by salvation and justification, and yet not really seeking his righteousness. Say, but not going all out for the Lord is what he's talking about. Second Peter 3.18 But growing grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to whom be to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So the promise of Matthew 6.33 is made to the Christian who is sold out for the Lord. God knows all about our needs, and He waits and guarantees to meet these needs if we put first things first. Now go back to 1 Kings for just a minute, and I'll give you a little illustration of that. In 1 Kings chapter 17, First Kings chapter 17, and I want to begin to read in verse 13. First Kings 17, verse 13. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and thy sons. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not. Now, what he's saying here is, uh, be faithful in your giving to the Lord, serve the Lord with what you got first, and then the Lord will take care of your needs. And it's just that simple. And people forget that. Psalms 34, verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. And I believe this, and I've proven it in my own life. If you serve the Lord first, then God will take care of you. Now, notice something. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 through 5, first judge yourself, then your brother. I never will forget Dr. Curtis Hudson preaching a sermon here on these verses. And he said, can you imagine going around with a two-before in your eye, sticking out here in your eye, and going around and looking for somebody with a little bitty mold in their eye and judging what they got in their eye with a big old beam or two before in your eye. And the old sermon, he went around. <laughs> Imagine here two before and preach that sermon that sure stuck with me. And I've thought about that many a time. What our right to judge anybody if we don't judge ourselves? Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. So God says, judge yourself. 
Then put that with Matthew chapter 7, now verse 5. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. And I believe that. Now, so first judge self, and then your brother. Then Matthew chapter 8, verse 20. And by the way, that judging is not putting like a judge. It's helping somebody. In other words, it's spiritually... Uh, you go out and, and see somebody doing something wrong and you say, uh, I can help you and you want to criticize and help them in the wrong way. The Bible says first get your own life straightened out and then you can go help somebody else spiritually. But uh, the first step comes in self-judging in that order. The next thing you confirm Matthew 8, verse 21 and 22, first what Christ wants, then what I want. A self-centered Christian giving his own way instead uh, of the Lord's way is not a disciple of the Lord. Say, maybe, but not use the Lord. Now there's a difference in being saved and being used to the Lord. Uh, why do you allow that bad habit, for instance? Why do you always put self first? Why do you pursue that harmful friendship? Why do you allow that crooked method in business? Why do you still attend worldly places? Why do you not try to win souls? Why do you not obey the voice of the Lord? His answer, me first. It should be Christ first. Then, what I need or what I want. And and that is a downfall of a many a Christian. They put the, themselves first and then Christ second. Matthew chapter 23. Now, uh, turn there for just a minute with me. In Matthew chapter 23. And I want to read a few verses. Matthew 23, verse 25. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you make clean the outside of the cup and a platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, Cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like unto whitest scepters, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Now, notice this is first the inside and then the outside. And what it's saying is that they went around shining up their uh, eating potentials and leaving the inside dirty to eat out of. And, and Jesus came along and he said, that's what you're like. You're like somebody's got a plate and you wash the outside of it and you don't wash the inside of it. And the inside is where you eat out of. The outside is just what you see. Now, God doesn't want outward profession only then. Uh, first, God wants inward possession. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 17, uh, choice, David made a choice. And then Psalms 51, verse 6 through 10, first the inside and then the outside. And, and I know this is true and you know it too. First, you get saved. First, you clean up the inside and then clean up the outside. I've never met a man yet that I've dealt with that drank, smoked, or just mention any vice you want to that we call sin. Then didn't first, you can't do it yourself. 
I've had people to literally come to this altar down here and pray with me over the years and say, Preacher, please pray for me. I can give this up. And they'll quit for a while and they'll go right back to it. Now, the difference is that when you get cleaned up on the inside, then you can take care of the outside. And what we see is the outside. But the Lord said you begin by helping somebody from the inside. You get them saved. By the grace of God, you get to understand that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and then you can help them outwardly. But to go to a drunk and say, listen, you need to quit your drinking, you know. I used to visit with a guy, and I never will forget it, from our church when I was first saved, and uh, he taught me something real quick. We'd go out visiting, and somebody would be smoking a cigarette, and he'd say, oh, you don't don't do that. You know, you can't go to heaven smoking a cigarette. You can't show me in the Bible where a cigarette will keep you out of heaven. You can't show me in the Bible where a cigarette will take you to hell. You don't do that. You get them saved on the inside, they'll want to clean up on the outside. And so you can't condemn somebody from the outside. you got to get them first from the inside. And I went through the Bible this week just... And studying for tonight, and I got to thinking about. It. There's a lot of things that we put first that God don't care about first. You make God first, and then everything else will fit. And I know that's the truth. When you begin to understand, I'm gonna serve the Lord, number one. Then everything, but you got to make up your mind to that. And this is what I tell young people all the time, or young Christians. You get saved, the first thing the devil's going to get you to do is stay out of church for some reason or another. I don't care what it is. He's going to get you out of church if he can. And what I made up my mind and my wife and made up our mind and our family and ourselves, we're going to church. And guess what? First Sunday, I don't care. Uh, the devil's going to try you. You'll get a flat tire, or one of the youngins will mess up, or a telephone will ring. You ever notice your phone rings right at church time? Every time, every night, my phone rings right at church time. When I'm fixing to walk out the door to come to church, whatever. Well, that's the devil's doing. He's trying to get you to do the secondary things rather than the first things. And when you make up your mind, I'm going to serve the Lord first, then everything else falls in place. You know, I've never felt, I've never found anything yet that can't wait till I get through serving the Lord. When I get served the Lord, then I'll take care of the rest of it. Amen. And it's always there. Ain't going nowhere. Trouble's everywhere anyhow. Amen. It'll be waiting on you. Glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? Amen. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we're so glad tonight we belong to you. And Heavenly Father, we do want to make you first in our life. Help us to do so. Bless each one that's come tonight in a very special way. We thank you for each one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Shake hands somebody, please.